This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strong. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, and space cats are so last week, he's ready to move on to space whales, Ryan Nelson. Justin, put Merrick being Thrawn <laughs> up there with Mephisto and Reed Richards being in every Marvel show. Yeah, so we had all kinds of thoughts about Merrick, and boy, were all those wrong. So. Wrong. Uh, all of them wrong. So. Uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making us part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoyed as we talk at the third and fourth episodes of Ahsoka, which is, I guess it, technically it's a limited series at this point. I'm not really sure if they're going to bring it back for a second season. Uh, we'll always talk about that so uh if you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show we'd love for you to visit our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level and when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you want ad free access to the podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get you the show ad free all you have to do is go sign up for any level and you will get it there are other benefits as well if you'd like to hear us talk about our top 10 television villains of all time you can go over to patreon and get access to that but you do have to be a patreon supporter for that to happen if you can't be a patron though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple podcast if you would leave us a five-star rating on both platforms or either platform or any platform that allows you to rate us we would really appreciate it and also, if you had time, if you're on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you wrote us a review. Uh, we're trying to get as many of those as we possibly can, so if you could help us out, we would really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to interact with the show, though, you can do so by sending us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions you might have, any suggestions as the strikes continue to rage on. Uh, we are going to soon start running out of content. We've got enough, at least, I think, to get us through the end of the year. Uh, but after that, if they're still going on, I think they might be going on at the end of the year. Uh, we could use some suggestions so uh outside of that like i said you know, we'd love it if you helped us out this episode is brought to you by fx's the veil starring elizabeth moss fx's the veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from istanbul to paris and london one woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost FX is the Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. All right, so this is the third and fourth episode of Ahsoka that we're talking about. Uh, We were going to talk about the third episode last week when it came out. Uh, My wife had some health issues, uh, so I was not able to record. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and talk about... And your wife is better. Yes, 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 she is better. She's well on the road to recovery. She's not 100% yet, but uh, in a couple weeks or two. Uh, she should be back to uh, her normal health. So, uh, but other than that, like I said, and if those of you reached out, I appreciate it. So, uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about the third and fourth episode of Ahsoka. Uh, first and second episode, I think we both liked. Uh, there were, you know, there were some obvious issues. Uh, there were some pacing issues and things like that. But overall, I thought it was enjoyable. Uh, one thing I'm interested, in, I want to know about you. You said you you weren't sure if your wife was going to watch anymore, but has she caught any more of it? I have not, and I need to go back because I think she would like the third episode. Yeah, I think she would really like the fourth one too. So yeah, I do too. I think I think the tone of what we complained about the second one is not really there. changed. Yeah. It's not there because, yeah. like, I remember we talked about Ahsoka didn't look like she was having a good time, and right. it was like it was a very like uh, somber right. show. There's smiles galore in episode oh, yeah. three. Yeah, there are. All right, so what's your general thoughts on the third and fourth episode? I, I really enjoyed them. I thought, you know, I was ready to come in there and talk about how much I enjoyed three, that I thought it was so much better. Right. I thought Space Wells were fun. Yeah. You know, watching Ahsoka fighting out in the uh, out in space. Right. Like, I don't remember seeing much of that before. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. And then episode four took it to another level yeah it really did uh episode three i enjoyed it a lot i thought it was really fun uh the only thing i, I really thought that worked against it it didn't have a whole lot of depth to it uh there was mm, some it depth. It, there was some depth with the training sequences uh you got some there but outside of that one of the things uh, another podcast that i listened to one of the things that they said on it was they said that 
you know, it felt like when Filoni and the rest of the creators of the show went to Disney and said, uh, we have a we have Ahsoka, we've written it, we got a seven episode season of Ahsoka. And Disney said, that's great, we need an eighth. Uh, so <laughs> it feels like that, that third episode was like, all right, we got to kind of, we got to kind of finagle another yeah. episode here. And that's honestly kind of what episode three felt like. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun, though. I thought it was... Look, yeah. one of the things that I, well, I talked about in the, when we reviewed the first two episodes of this show, one of the things that I talked about was Dave Filoni kind of has this thing about him that it basically is uh, he kind of he takes a lot of time. He's very careful. And he's very detail oriented about laying out his his world and laying out just everything that you need to know and everything right. you need to understand going into the rest of your show. But once he gets through doing all that, then he starts to cook. And I really felt like that's the reason that they put those first two episodes together is mm-hmm. let's let him, let's Filoni be his, be himself. Let him, yeah, there's going to be some times you get bored. And there's going to be some times that you're, right. you're, you're thinking, Oh gosh, this is taking forever. Why are we not doing anything? He's just trying to establish the world. He's trying to establish the characters, and he's very detail-oriented about it. Let's let him do that for two episodes, and then when we get to the th- third and fourth episode, it's going to cook. And then from what I understand, the fifth episode is supposed to be a banger. I mean... Well, the the fact that it's in the theater. theaters... Exactly. They're, they're put the, Disney is banking on this so hard being because that, that's kind of the rumor that's out there is if you remember us talking about the last of us the the rumor coming out was episode three was like this incredible episode of television and it ended up kind of living up to those those lofty expectations right. this has said we're going to put this one episode of a television show in theaters starting tuesday like that's a that's a huge gamble uh that is a huge game so like i said they seem really really confident now is that their confidence going to be more like it was with last of us like they were confident with it or is it going to be more like the confidence that everybody told us that they have with the flash and that confidence that's yeah. my question yeah. <laughs> so uh look like i said yeah. I, I i think it's gonna be more like if, if you're putting it in theaters for this one episode i think it's probably gonna be more on the lines of last so of us good. and they are really selling hayden Christensen being in that episode because uh, he's on the poster. Oh, is he really? I haven't seen the poster. Front and center. Okay. That, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. So we'll, we'll get to all that here in a little bit. But um, uh, one of the things that I have found interesting, one of the things I wanted to go and talk about, I did actually, because my wife has been sick, I've been at home a little bit more than I normally am. I decided, you know what? I'll watch. I'll watch the Rebels. I'll give. I'll give Rebels a chance. So I did end up watching the first season of Rebels. Uh, I have not seen the other three seasons, but. It is a good show, all right? I, I, I enjoyed it, but lots of times when you talk to people either in real life or online and they talk about Rebels, they will tell you like it is like one of the best things about Star Wars. It's one of the greatest things that you'll ever mm-hmm. see. It's really good. I'm not going to put it on that level. I mean, Justin, I'm really... you tread lightly, sir. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to get hate now. <laughs> I mean, it's like I said, it's really, really good. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I really thought the first... I'm, when did Rebels come out? I'm, I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. I want to say like 2017, maybe. I'm not real sure exactly. It's like, do you think it was because it was like the the, the movies at the time were just not doing that well? It was before The Mandalorian. Do well, you think it just well, hit at the perfect the, time? Here's the thing. Like I said, it is it is good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, but it, came, it started in 2014. Okay, so that's, where it, that's when it came out. Yeah, like so said, that's... It, that's it was four seasons. There are fifteen episodes each. So you know, twenty fourteen through twenty seventeen is is I guess is when it ended. Um, like I said, I, it is really good. I really did. It. I really enjoyed that first season. I will go back and watch the second, third, and fourth season eventually. Even though I pretty much know how everything played out at this point, mm-hmm. uh, I still would like to. I still wouldn't mind seeing it. But when somebody tells me that like this is one of the best things about Star Wars and this is something that you have to watch, and there's going to look. It is still very much a cartoon that was made with right. children as the primary audience. And yeah. the one thing that people will always come back and they say, well, Star Wars is for children. Star Wars is not made specifically for children. No, it is not. No. It is a sh- it is a movie and television shows that they have made that children can enjoy. There's a difference. Right. The right. target audience of Rebels is like 10 years old. That's probably the target mm. audience. Uh, look, they've got some really good story elements in there. There's no question about that. Uh, I was really surprised at a few things. I thought 
that Ahsoka was like the main character of Rebels. She's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she doesn't, okay. She doesn't. I thought even, that too. She doesn't even show up in the first season until like the very last scene of the last episode of it. Uh, oh wow! Okay. Uh, it's Ezra Bridger's show, is what it is. It's it's his okay. show. He's the main character, uh, and this is the reason why people beloved are because people talk about Ezra Bridger like he is one of their favorite characters of all time and this is the reason because it's his show Uh, it's about it's basically to be perfectly honest with you it's almost like a retelling at least this first season I, I can't speak about the second third and fourth seasons it's like a retelling of of the original Star Wars story. I mean, Ezra is mm-hmm. kind of this whiny, annoying kid that's learning how to be a Jedi because. We, and this is Justin speaking. I just want to point this out. <laughs> I mean, that's not Ryan. I mean, that's that's what he is. I mean, the, the most people would yeah, say yeah, that because yeah, he, yeah. he's basically doing the Mark Hamill thing right. in, from the first one. Uh, and you got the older uh, cantankerous Jedi, it uh, played by uh, who's Kanan, who's played by Freddie Prinze Jr., who's great in this uh, Chopper. He lives up to all the hype that I've ever heard about. I mean, he's fantastic. I talked about we talked about him in the first and second episode. So, like I said, I understand where people are so beloved by this. I, I'm not going to go out and say that though. This is something that you have to watch as your first Star Wars fan. Like I said, because yeah. it's going to the fact that it is written and made for. Because there are, there are jokes in there that are stuff like really I mean, like if. It's fine for a ten year old, but if for you know a forty four year old man, I'm like okay, I, I could do without that. Yeah. So, but well, overall, I, I do like say, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I still don't think you have to watch Rebels no. to enjoy this because I'm enjoying it. But also, they're doing little things like Mon Mothma comes on. Yes, you know. So they're and then like uh, Carson Tiva comes on episode four. So they're throwing things uh, out there for us who've watched Andor and The Mandalorian. Right. Like, oh yeah, I know this person. So they're giving us little things because, like, anytime I see Mon, like I am excited to see her. And also, we also get the Senator Ziono. Yeah. That guy's got a villain because that guy sucks well i don't know that he has to be a villain i think it's possible one of the things i think they're doing the show and we'll talk i'll talk about more is that i think they are really especially they started this in the third season of the mandalorian they are really trying to show us just how bad how awful the new republic was and how inept it was and how just the how the bureaucratic machine is just so terrible and so incredibly mm-hmm. awful to deal with. I think that's one of the things that they continue to emphasize. I think they do. That's one of the things that is a strength of both the third season of the Mandalorian of, of this so far, at least what right. level that we've gotten of it. One of the things though, because you mentioned this, Gil, because we talked about this in the first two episodes, we talked about if, you know, if you didn't see rebels, would you be able to watch this? Would this be fun for you? Uh, we both kind of, came to the conclusion that yes you can watch this it will be enjoyable because we neither one of us had seen it i've now seen the first season but it wasn't like i said it's not really changing anything for me in terms of of how i'm enjoying this season of ahsoka one of the things though i I was not expecting there seems to be the people who did watch rebels and watch all four seasons there's some gatekeeping going on with this show. Yeah, uh, of course. It's really like I did not expect this because, like, I think they. I really, can't believe, dude. <laughs> this is the most toxic fan base yeah, out I know. there. I know, like I said, but I wasn't expecting this. And I guess I probably should have. It's almost like if you saw all four seasons of Rebels, you want this to be your show. Like they made this for mm-hmm. you, and look, to a certain extent, yes, they did make that for you, but they didn't make it just for you they made it for right. all star wars fans because one of the things that i heard people say is you know after episode four with that scene at the end with anakin and this weird place that they're in you like if you don't know rebels then you don't you don't understand any of this and you're not gonna be able to watch it they're gonna explain this in episode five i know <laughs> and we'll talk more about that in a second so like i said right. the gatekeeping has been just been odd to me but you're it right is. it's it's a toxic fan base and that's what yeah. they do and so. I, i'm with you like I, I I got explained to me what the world between worlds is, yeah. which I'm assuming. Were, but like, it didn't take a genius to figure. And I'm not smart at all. <laughs> I could figure out she said some kind of spirit realm, yeah, or know? something some like that. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, you know, like you said, they're going to explain it to me. They're explaining all these little things to me. Right. They're exp- like in episode three, uh, Jason comes on. They explain that's Hera's son. Right. Like, now, now, granted, if I'd seen Rebels, I'm all excited because I know he is. But, right. like, 
I've I've heard his name. I know yeah. who he is, but it's like they're explaining enough out there that I'm not that confused. Yeah, I, I'm not that confused either. So, uh, like I said, I just did want to mention the gatekeeping part of this. I just found yeah. like I, said, I wasn't expecting that, but I probably should have coming into the show. You're that- on one today, sir. <laughs> I am. I'm just going to make all the Rebels fans out there. Like I said, and I like the show, I guess, because I don't yeah. think it, but there will probably be some blowback because I didn't think it was the greatest thing that I've ever seen before in my life. So, uh, all right, let's talk about episode three real quick. Uh, I do want to spend some time with it. I, I want to spend more yeah. time with episode four, but I do want to talk about episode three. Uh, we kind of touched on this a little bit. Uh, I thought the episode three was good. I thought it was, I understood if some people weren't just like huge fans of it, but I was surprised at the number of people who said they didn't like it. Uh, just because, yeah, I'm I, I thought it was like, I thought it was like everything that you want in a Star Wars. You got a training sequence with a master and a padawan. Uh, cool, yeah, uh, cool training sequence. You got like that. We really got to see Ahsoka show off. I love the the like Asian kind of flair music yeah, mm-hmm. playing in the background. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Look, I love a let's blindfold our our padawan and make the padawan oh, yeah. not be able to see, and that's how we train them. I mean, look, and one of the things I heard people say, well, that's not a, it's not original. It's it's not creative. I'm, I'm, I like getting the feel back. I love love getting those yeah. feels. I mean, the, yes, it was very much like Obi Wan and and uh luke in the very first star wars that's why i liked it is because it reminded right. me of that and look yeah, it, yeah, yeah. is it original no but like i said it it was a nice callback between those two characters and i really enjoyed it we got a droid making wisecracks left and right david Tennant's really kind of coming into his bag yeah, in this one he really is uh like i said i liked it we get a cool uh dog fight in this thing and we get some of the coolest looking fighters that we've ever seen in star mm-hmm. wars in that episode with those like world war ii look-alike yeah, those were cool. Alex, I don't know where they came from, but they looked great. They looked absolutely we fantastic. We had someone fighting in space. <laughs> look, and look, here's the thing. Look, she was breaking all kinds of laws of physics and gravity. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. But it, it's, and it's honestly kind of dumb in that regards, but I'm like, you know what? It's fun. I'm, I'm, it, looked, it looked fantastic. Yeah, it looked great. It looked like fun. And I'm enjoying all of this stuff. Uh, and then and we, Filoni must have... He must, they must love Filotti because his CGI and stuff looks good. It looks a lot better than a lot of stuff that's been out recently for Disney+. Plus. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. But then they get into the actual planet, and the Purgle show up, and I gasped yeah. when I saw them. Like The only thing I did not like about the Purgles was the fact that they put this on a show, and they're revealing them on... A TV screen and like I need to see these guys on the. Sh- I need to see them reveal yeah, on the movie be theater because cool. be cool. they were majestic. I mean, I, mm-hmm. obviously we saw a little bit of the Purgles in Mandalorian season three. There's mm-hmm. the, there's that quick mm-hmm. glimpse of them and you can kind of see them in the clouds and and Grogu is kind of like looking at him and like you don't really sure if he's kind of like he looks like he's kind of scared because he doesn't know what they are right uh great scene but we don't really see them in all their grandeur and all their glory in that moment but when they come out and they just kind of that one just that first one just appears out of the clouds and you're like wow i mean it was just majestic to behold it really was uh like like you mentioned i seeing it on the big screen that you're right that they should have waited for that yeah i really wish they would and, and, and this was where you saw ahsoka having such a great time just her smiling them her her and sabine looking at each other right. and they both have smiles on their face and they're enjoying each other's company right they're glad to be back to each, with each other so that's what really i really like episode three we're we're even though I didn't know about their relationship, except you know the right. the, the bits they've told us, you're getting a good feel for that there. Yeah, you, you're finally getting an idea of what their what their relationship is like and what they. You kind of understand what, where they are as people and where they are as master and pattern. One of the things I also like about this relationship they're doing and the fact that they have made her her padawan because once one of the questions i had is like how can she be a padawan if she doesn't understand force training i talked about you know there's some stuff apparently in uh the what's now legends material which is no longer canon but like i said feloni i've I've talked about this before feloni likes to pull that stuff that's considered no longer canon and making it canon uh there's some instances in those in those novels and things where 
people who had very, very little force uh, sensitivity or no force sensitivity at all, they actually do get trained and they can do some things as a Jedi. So there is, like I said, some precedent for that. Justin, but, we all have the force in us. Did you not listen? Well, that's what uh, that's kind of what they were. That's what they were. This is what George Lucas has always been saying, though, is that the force is in this world. The force is in everything, and it's a part of everything, and anyone can access it. But despite the fact I that guess- he. Go ahead. I've had some women in my life that have had the force. <laughs> really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a few as well, uh, but it's not the same force, <laughs> to say yeah, the least. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, after George Lucas has spent all these years saying, you know, we have the forces and everything, they've spent the entire, in the entirety of these Star Wars franchise, like saying, all right, but it's the Skywalkers. They're the ones who really got the force. They're the right, ones. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, and this is one of the things that really frustrated me about from the going from The Last Jedi into The Rise of Skywalker is because Ryan, Nell, Ryan Johnson wanted to explore that. He wanted to. Right, right. He wanted to explore this idea of you don't have to just be this special person to have the force and use the force because he's setting. He was setting up for Ray to be not not have like this great lineage of force users and all this type of stuff. He was setting that up, and then like everybody's like, "Oh, that's gross. We don't want that. Oh, that stinks." And so they go get uh, what's his name, the guy who did the first one. Um, J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams are like, hey, can you fix all that? And he's like, okay, so we'll say, yeah, her parents were nobody, but her grandfather was Palpatine. Like, and so, made it worse. And made it so incredibly worse. And like I said, I was really looking forward to them exploring this idea, and they just abandoned it. But now that it seems like Filoni's going to try to explore it again, that excites me. That really does excite mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. So anyway, uh, like I said, I wanted to go make sure I talked about that because I thought that was one of the things that really excited me about the third episode. Now, like I said, there wasn't a whole lot of depth outside of the training sequences. Outside of that, the, it's kind of all fluff. And I'm well, I was going to say, I think the biggest miss in episode three, very little Balin. Now yes. he has a huge part in four. Yeah, but like you only have that one part where he's you know looking menacing, staring at the says, screen. Go find at them the and end. kill them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like yeah, he takes over in four though. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. So let's go ahead and talk about that now. So let's go ahead and take a quick break and let's move on to episode four. All right, episode four. I, look, one thing you cannot uh, you cannot accuse them of. They don't bury the lead on this one because the title. Uh, do you remember what the title of episode four is? Uh, it's something like, oh God, it's tell me, but I fallen Jedi. <laughs> yeah, fallen Jedi. Like, yeah, I knew it was. I was like, yeah. I was thinking, okay, so this is going to be about Balin. This is going to be a lot about him and and Ahsoka because she was she left Not the it. Jedi. Like, no, she literally falls. <laughs> that's yeah, well, that's true too. They, well, it she, also could be it could also could be Anakin. Oh uh, yeah, true. It could be Anakin too. But like like I said, she literally falls. Like uh, like yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's you're right there. So, they like I said, they don't bury the lead on this one. Uh, anyway, it's uh, look, we got to talk about him because uh, you mentioned him. I know this is the show is called Ahsoka. I know that's the title of it, but man, Balin Skull, played by Ray Stevenson, he is the best thing about this show right now. Yeah, yeah. Talk about him real quick. I, I thought he was just incredible. I really hope. Ray Stevenson gets some Emmy uh, consideration. Uh, he I, he know, will, and he's probably going to win it, even he, if for no other reason than the fact that he passed away. And like I said, yeah, like, I was going to say he may not win. He, I have a, I have a good feeling he may be nominated, but he deserves it too. He is just so striking; it's hard not to watch. You know everything he does. As we talked about the last episode, he's such a big guy too. Yes. Yeah, he, he is, is frightening. He is a presence on screen. Yeah. He with the lightsaber is just absolutely terrifying. He delivers the dialogue mm. as well as anyone in the Star Wars universe. As uh, well as any villain he would find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And look, what he has done and the what Ray Stevenson has done with this character. Look, we all came into this because even if you haven't watched Rebels, the thing that everybody has has always talked about, if you've ever been a fan of Star Wars, if you hear people talk about him, that's Thrawn. People talk about Thrawn and how 
great of a villain he is, how impressive he is, how intelligent he is. And this is a, one of the reasons why a lot of us come into the show because we want to we want to know who Thrawn is. We want to see him. We want to see what this guy's made of. And if you're a Rebels fan, you want to see if the live action version can match up to the animated version of it. Uh, speaking of mm -hmm. the animated version, Thrawn's not even in the first season of it. So that's kind of that's another mm -hmm. reason I kind of I kept waiting for Thrawn. He never showed up. Um, but. Uh, you're like I said. So this is kind of a big selling point. I mean, the the episode of the Mandalorian where Ahsoka is in it. That's the big reveal. Is at the end of that when she's fighting Morgan Elspeth, she says, "Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" That's when she, when she finally defeats her, mm -hmm. defeats her. That's the big question that she asked, and that's what got everybody's antenna up, and they were looking for. But Balin Skull, he is so good as a villain. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that concerned about Thrawn anymore. Like, I right. just want, I want to see more of this guy. This is who I want to spend I want to time with. More, I want to learn more. Yeah. Like, what's his deal? Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, he's not. We don't. He's not. He was obviously a Jedi at one point. We obviously know that. Mm -hmm. But he's obviously not following the order anymore. He's not a Sith. I mean, he knew he knew Anakin. Yeah, he knew Anakin, and he knew of Ahsoka through Anakin. Yeah. Uh, and he is, like I said, in the first and second episode, like I said, he was the most interesting part. Watching him go full villain and really when he's dealing with Ahsoka and dealing with Sabine. Look, the the this is where he submits himself as just an incredible villain is when he's dealing with Sabine. Because he just goes straight into her mind. Yeah. He starts reading it. He immediately senses the fact that she wants to get to Ezra Bridger. And at this point... I mean, he puts his lightsaber away because he knows he doesn't need it. Mm -hmm. And he convinces her to give up the map. I mean, he doesn't take it from her. I, I, I kept expecting him to force pull it away from her at some point. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. he never does. Not only does he not force pull it away from her, he doesn't like take it from her hand. He puts his hand out with his hand was underneath the map where she had to put it in his so like yeah, I'm yeah. going to make her I'm going to make her actually put it in my hand because it will mean more because she chooses at this point to give up this yeah. map. I mean, Sabine is not even thinking about Ahsoka who just got thrown off a ledge, right, right. and he is so in. Uh, he has her like putty in his hands. She's yeah. she's got no hope, and it's a terrible, terrible moment for Sabine because. Mm -hmm. Look, we kind of did this with The Last of Us. The Last of Us, at the end of The Last of Us, you know, Joel is goes on a murderous rage to save uh, Ellie there at the end of it. And look, mm -hmm. as a parent, I was like, I I'm with you. I get it. I understand it. You that That's your daughter, and that, that was yeah. kind of his surrogate daughter. Like, if my kids were in that same situation, they've got, they've got to live, and it might kill everybody else on the face of the earth. Right. I'm, my kids are going to live. This yeah. is a little bit different because, you know, this is like we're going to go save somebody else who's way far away and we don't even know where he is. And basically, I mean, Ahsoka said this is going to bring war. This is going to bring the Empire back. And she gives it all up for Ezra Bridger. And yeah. it's it's a bad, bad moment for her, to say the least. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I totally agree. Also, I didn't like her plan of shooting the thing in her hand. Uh, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> What's your, what's what what happened to your hand at that point? That, yeah, yeah. What happens to your head? Does it blow up and kill everyone? Well, did like, she have her armor on still? Did she have her armor on still? Okay, I don't remember. Because if it's uh, maybe, but I didn't feel good about the fingers. Yeah, least. yeah, that's true. So, like I said, it that didn't seem like a really good plan. But like I said, Ray Stevenson as Balin Skull has mm -hmm. is just absolutely fantastic. He is one of my favorite. Look. We did our top 10 villain rankings. We may have to revisit that at some point when we get to the end of this thing because uh, he might be on it as well when uh, we get to the yeah. end of the show because he's mm -hmm. just fantastic. So, Oh, yeah. Um, all right. So, like I said, we kind of jumped there to the end a little bit, but let's, let's kind of backtrack. This opens up with, the, uh, with Ahsoka, with Sabine, and... Um, uh, Huyang, they are trying to fix the ship. They're trying to uh, establish themselves on this planet so that they can get away uh, so they can find the map and you have this great conversation between sabine and ahsoka where ahsoka realizes exactly look because she is a former jedi herself she understands all the complex feelings that sabine is having and she knows that probably the best thing for everyone in this regard is let's just destroy this map 
And Sabine, she's like, can I count on you? And she's like, yeah, I can. But you know immediately that Ahsoka yeah. truly cannot trust yeah. her with this. You, you could see that coming a mile away. Yeah, that was could. like Star-Lord on on the Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. Now, I will say this. At least with Star-Lord, the first time he did try to shoot. Um, yeah. He did try to shoot more, but when he let his rage get to him after uh, he found out that she was dead, that's when it came bad for him. But uh, uh, I will say this. One of the things, we get this great scene with David Tennant's uh, well, he's the voice of him, but but he Yang, there's this fight between these two droids. I know. What, like immediately when I saw it, I was like, "It's sock, rock 'em, sock 'em robots." And they kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, saw, like, I saw, I saw, I saw a bunch of people posting that. It is so true. I mean, that's, oh my god, that's hilarious. What like. I was like, "It's rock 'em, sock 'em." Yeah, he could throw, man. Yeah, he could. Throw some boats. It was really weird to see a droid fight because we don't ever see droids fight. Uh, at least yeah, not, at least yeah. not hand to hand combat. So uh, that was uh, that was the kind of little fun scene that we had there. So. Uh, but basically we get this great scene because then Ahsoka and after they beat everybody, uh, Yang, uh, is still working on the ship. Ahsoka and Sabine go out into the forest and they encounter, uh, I can never remember the, uh, the woman's name. What is her name? Uh, Shin. Shin. Thank you. They encounter Shin and Merrick and they have these one-on-one doodles. So you've got Sabine battling Shin and you've got Ahsoka battling Merrick. And, and this we, is after a week of people theorizing oh yeah. who Merrick is. And we, we didn't do any of that in the in our first episode. I meant to kind of talk about this. And everyone had all these theories. You had people saying that Merrick might be Ezra. You had people saying yeah. Merrick might be Starkiller, who Thrawn. is, uh, or who might be Thrawn, too. Uh, Starkiller is this guy from one of the games. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other people that people were saying that he was. I can't remember at this point. But um, there were all these theories about who Merrick is. He's not even a person. <laughs> I mean, no, he's kind of mist. Yeah, he's like some kind of a weird mist. I mean, uh, one of the things he I thought, went out like a punk. He really went out like a punk, and apparently, the like as soon as he started spinning his his lightsaber, apparently like that's the moment like every Inquisitor always dies. Like they do this cool light that's spinner thing, is. and they always end up dying at that point. So, uh, like I said, I haven't got as far. Yeah, as you know. I haven't seen the Inquisitors a lot, except they were in the last Mandalorian. Yeah, well, they, and they, they were terrible. Well, they were in Obi Wan is where was what they were in. Obi Wan, yeah, okay. they were in Obi Wan. They were terrible. Yeah, and this is kind of the legacy of the Inquisitors. This was it's what it, their legacy has become. They look cool. They look really, really cool. Yeah, but they are terrible. They are not really good at their job. And uh, Ahsoka takes them out with ease. I mean, it's it's. And I'm like, why couldn't you do this the first time? I was like, I guess you had to kind of size him up a little bit. But the second time she fights him, it wasn't much of a fight at all. She takes him out real quick. Now, the only thing I wasn't really sure about, Shin looks when when Ahsoka kills Merrick or the mystifies him. I don't know what exactly you would call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. When she does that, Shin has this look of like horror on her face. Like, what were you think? What What do you think was going through her mind? Because that was the only thing I really couldn't figure out. I guess she was confused of what she, what Merrick actually was. Maybe that's a possibility. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't figure yeah. out if she was confused by what Merrick was or if because for a moment there I was like she seemed like she was like really devastated by his loss. Like this was somebody who was important to me. Well, like, but he's or, just this, or she was just disappointed like the rest of us. Like, oh, he was nothing. <laughs> that, that may be. <laughs> that may be the case. So. Uh, that may, that may very well be what it is, but one of the things I like is we get a little bit of redemption for Sabine. Sabine holds her own, but one of the reasons that she holds her own is because of the fact that she has her armor on and the Beskar armor. It is lightsaber resistant, and so that's one of the things that is right now. When she holds up her hand like she's getting ready to force push her, I was like, "Did you think she was actually going to be able to do it?" I thought she was going to be able to do something. Yeah, I thought she was going to be able to do something. I wasn't sure what they were going. Yeah. And I was going to be kind of mad if she actually pulled something off of the force. Especially that quickly. Yeah, that quickly because she has shown the no capability with it whatsoever. Right. But I like the fact that she kind of goes back to her Mandalorian roots at that point and yeah. uh, pulls out those little wrist darts or whatever you call them. I'm not sure what they are, but uh, wrist yeah. missiles or something. But like I said, great stuff there. Now, let's talk about Hera because Hera is bringing her son, Jason into the midst of a battle uh he's like 11 years great old parenting on this show yeah look the parenting in star wars is not great uh we've got no, it's horrible. we've got din jaren who brings his baby into 
like every kind of fight whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, like puts him in a robot suit and makes him a, a right. warrior. Uh, Luke put a little baby on uh, uh, a star uh, a starship and sent him across the galaxy by himself with the with the droid in in the Mandalorian. I uh, know yeah, Bo- yeah. Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so I mean, there's those issues. I mean. Uh, I think there were some others as well. I mean, look, Luke ends up like uh, trying to kill his nephew <laughs> later on yeah, in in yeah. Star Wars. So, uh, parenting is not like at the at, at its peak in in the Star Wars universe, but nevertheless, it's whatever. One of the things I think that's always interesting uh, when Carson Tiva was introduced to us mm-hmm. in Mandalorian season two, I did not foresee him becoming like a mainstay. And he has become one. He's been like he really has. Like, like when they go off, and I felt like somebody was going to die in this. I was like, "There's going to be a few of these guys yeah. that die." Carson Tebow was one that was I knew was not going to die, and that's just really I surprising. I, to I, me. I th- well, I know. I when I saw the people dying, I was like, oh, "Surely, surely it's not him." But of course, it wasn't. But yeah, you're right though. Like, I'm trying to see how many episodes he's been in. He's been in this a few. Is like, I think this is his seventh episode something like that he was in two episodes of the mandalorian he was in a few episodes he's been in, he's been in four episodes four, of the Mandalorian. yeah two in the first two season and two in the yeah. third season he's one been in, episode of bubba fett and one of ahsoka so i mean yeah that's six so who i'm surprised that uh, are they not doing any cartoons right now i'm surprised he's not doing something else yeah i'm a little surprised as well uh it, it wouldn't surprise me if he shows up in some other stuff but it likes it. He's and he's a good character. I, I enjoy him. He's played by Paul Paul Sun Hyung Lee. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I, that guy just always has like a smile on his face. Yeah. You're just happy to see him. Yeah, you really are. I, I've I've enjoyed him, and like I said, it, I wasn't expecting him to be this mainstay, but he's become one. So, mm-hmm. so good for him. But uh, but like I said, so you get the scene between. We talked about Balin already. I don't, I'm not going to spend a whole lot more time on him. Ahsoka obviously is the person that we want to focus on because obviously it's her show, but yeah. she's dealing with some stuff in this. She's trying her best to to train Sabine. She's trying to be the the role model that she's supposed to be. And she's doing it in her own way. Look, I thought the line from episode three was really interesting. The, I don't need her to be a Jedi. I need her to be herself because I don't really know what that mm-hmm. means. Uh, if you don't need her to be a Jedi, why are you training her? Uh, right. So, like I said, that's like I said, and one of the other interesting parts about well, this. Well, I think that's part of it. She's she's really going on about this. The way the Jedi's did it before didn't work. Right. We've got to be different. I think that's what she's going for. There. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're correct about that. And one of the things that also was interesting is. Yang, you know, he points out, he's like, you come from a long line of untraditional Jedis or something like that where, mm-hmm. with untraditional training. And if you if you draw it back, it's a really interesting line, lineage for that she's been trained for. So Ahsoka was trained by Anakin. Who trained Anakin? Do you remember? Uh, Obi-Wan. Right, Obi-Wan. So who trained Obi-Wan? Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn. Qui-Gon Jinn. Now, Qui- if you, have you seen Tales of the Jedi yet? You said you might watch it. I, wa- I watched them. Okay, so uh, what do you think about it? Just real quick. I enjoyed it. I, yeah. You were right call. Good call on that. All right, so who trained Qui-Gon? Uh, Dooku. Dooku. That was the really interesting part about that. I never saw yeah. that coming. Then Dooku was trained by Yoda. So, like I said, you've got, you got some pretty bad villains in there that yeah. were that were training. Yeah. Uh, that that kind of <laughs> led to all the training for Ahsoka. Uh, and so, like I said, that, and she does have this really interesting story from what kind of has led to her training and she's going to kind of take her own path and her own approach to it mm-hmm. and like i said i'm really interested in what they do with this now sabine is off in another galaxy at this point and, and ahsoka is yeah in the world between worlds so let's just kind of go ahead and get to that uh this is this was the scene that took everyone by surprise um yeah you and i texted about this you know because you sent it to me he's like I was not expecting Anakin to show up. It's like, no, I, I didn't either. not at all. And I'm so happy. We talked about this in Obi-Wan. I'm so happy Hayden Christensen gets another crack at this. Yes, I am too. Because, look, we talked about this. I don't think when we talked about Obi-Wan. At least I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah. Hayden, Christensen, Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Anakin Skywalker, I'm not real fond of. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it's, nobody's really fond of it. But I wasn't fond of it at the time. If I watch it again, I'd probably cut him some slack. I'd probably cut him some slack too. But but it's really weird, you know, because there was nothing about that performance that I just fell in love with. But like when I saw him, I was really excited. I was really happy. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like I said, 
there's obviously been some, you know, some heavy rehabilitation on this character. Uh, right. But obviously, when you talk about this, so when you saw her wake up in this weird place, what were you thinking? I was thinking, like I said, she was in some kind of spirit realm right. where she, like, she, she may be passed out or right. she, a concussion. You know, we've seen this in all kinds of different situations. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking originally as well. I was like, this must be like some type of afterlife or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, then Anakin shows up. And it's really, the thing that kind of has, has made people really perk their ears up is the music that is playing when they show Anakin. And yeah. and he calls her Snips. That's the name that he gave, that he always called her in the Clone Wars. Um but when it shows up, when he shows up, the the theme you hear very faintly in the background is the uh, is the is the Imperial, Imperial March and the Imperial March. Dum 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 yeah. dum. It's that one. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a slow down, softer version of it. But nevertheless, it's still that song. So, you know what? Who is the? It has us asking all these questions. You know, is this? Is this the Anakin from the the prequels? The the good Anakin who was trying to be a Jedi? Is this the Anakin who's a, who is Darth Vader? Like so there's, so, there's a lot of questions that we're asking. A lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, apparently, the world between worlds is like this place that Jedi can go to that is like this point for in time and space where they can take you to any point in any time and space. So we're. It feels like we're going to do some time travel stuff in this. I'm not real sure. Uh, I'll be really interested to see what they do with this. And the fact that they are banking on this being such a great episode that they are putting it in theaters makes me really intrigued about all this. Me me too. That that really blew my mind. Yeah, because when I saw that on Tuesday or Wednesday, I was like, whoa, they they really think they've got something with this. And so, like I said, they're building up expectations and when you do that when you build up expectations you better deliver on it to say the least so uh i'll yeah, be really interested yeah. uh, is it playing anywhere in your area on uh when they comes out you know what i i, I had paid attention i looked i, I wasn't going to go just because it's on a tuesday night there's no way i can go at eight o'clock on a tuesday night to a movie theater uh but it, i looked in it's not in this area uh there were there, there weren't any local showings so uh like i said i'll be really interested to see how that goes uh i'll be really interested to see how long this next episode because these last two episodes have been kind of short the first one uh episode three was they have yeah when you take away the previously on and the credits it's about 29 minutes i think this one was mm-hmm. like 32 or 33 minutes when you take that stuff that out sounds right uh so, like I said, I'll be really to see what the runtime. My guess is, if you're going to put this in theaters, that's got to be at least an hour, don't you think? I was going to say, got to be an hour. So, and they're going to have to do a lot of stuff. Obviously, the uh, Balin, uh Morgan, Shin, and Sabine. They have they successfully uh, got their ring working they they hit the hyperdrive mm-hmm. they're headed to the galaxy uh the map was destroyed you've got sabine not sabine ahsoka in the world between worlds with anakin so there's a lot of stuff they've got to do a lot going on yeah a whole lot going on so like i said it's, i think it's gonna have to at least be an hour next week do you yeah. think this is uh, next week is the week that we finally see thrawn for the first time it feels like it. It, it does. Feels that, yeah. Even Especially if it's at the very end, here. it feels yeah, like we're yeah, going to yeah. see him. I, I, I think it's going to be the very end. Yeah, I kind of get that feeling as well. But uh, I, like I said, I'm really, really fascinated about what they're going to do. Because, look, this was a great episode. This one was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, this it was, was. It really was. And if everybody's talking about episode five being the one that just kind of blows your mind away, I, I, I can't wait to see if, if it can truly outdo yeah. this one. Uh, it, it should Thanks. be it should be a lot of fun. So, uh, anything else you want to talk about, or are we ready to go into our awards? Uh, I, I think we're ready. All right, let's do some awards then. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we are covering a season of television show, we like to do three weekly awards. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, which is our MVP for the week. Who is your MVP for the third and fourth episode of Ahsoka? I'm going Ray Stevenson. We we talked about him a lot already, but yeah. I think he deserves it. If I were to break it up, if I were to say episode three, I would say it was probably uh, Ahsoka, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But episode mm-hmm, four, episode four is definitely Ray Stevenson. I mean, he was yep. just incredible in that role, and it's it sucks that we're only going to get him in this performance of this of this show, and that's that's all that we're going to ever get of him. So, yeah. Uh, next is the act all along, the best scene of the week. What are you going with? I'm going with the Balin Ahsoka fight leading into the issue with Sabine. Yeah, that was it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, 
in terms of lightsaber fights, that was one of the better ones. <laughs> it yeah. really was. Well, uh, oh, yeah, it really was. I really enjoyed that one. So, uh, Last but not least is the If You Come With The King, You Best Not Miss, Your Best Line of the Week. What are you going with? I went with Hey Snips. That's a good one. Uh, I went with that one I mentioned earlier about the I don't need her to be a Jedi. I need her to be herself. Because like I said, I really like to know more about what she's trying to do. Once. Episode 3 had a really good one. Anger and frustration are quick to give power, but right. they also unbalance you. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, there were some lines by Balin I thought about putting in there. Uh, the how inevitable line was just fantastic. Uh, it, it, we, he was giving off some serious Thanos vibes when he said yeah. Uh, like I said, there was there were some good ones in, in in these two episodes, to say the least. So, all right, uh, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we always rate what we are watching. At the top of our list is a Succession. Beneath the Succession is a Friends. Uh, middle of the Road for us. I'm sorry. Beneath the Succession is a Lost. Middle of the Road for us is a Friends. Uh, beneath Friends is a Full House. And bottom of the Barrel for us is Baywatch. After four episodes of Ahsoka, what are you rating this show? I went with the loss last time. I'm going to stick on this. I feel much better yeah. about the show, and I think it could get to a succession. Yeah, I would say the first three episodes would be lost. This fourth episode, I would give it, if I were, if I were just judging that yeah, one episode, yeah. I think it would be a succession. Mm-hmm. But we still have I a lot agree. more lost on the plate. Now, if yeah. episode five is as good as, it's, as people are saying, it could propel this thing up to a succession. Right. It, if it's as good as they're talking about. So uh, I'm really interested to see what episode five is. I can't wait for to, to find out. So, uh, all right. I guess that kind of wraps us up for this third and fourth episode of Ahsoka. Anything else you want to add before we uh, do our, uh, our things you're looking forward to? Uh, that's it on, on that. I'm ready. On oh. Ahsoka, I guess I should say. Okay. All right. Then what are some things you're looking forward to? Uh, we got to call out the biggest superstar we have today, Taylor Swift. She's about to save movie theaters <laughs> in the fall. Yeah, uh, her concert movie is coming. It's already sold like thirty million. I'm calling one hundred million first weekend. Yeah, probably. It, it wouldn't surprise me in the least. Uh, the, her fans will go see you. that. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. I think it's going to be awesome if you could get to like an IMAX or something. Now I'm not going to go at a night show, and I'm going to go <laughs> like at the twelve o'clock during the day where you know the wife and I may get something like that. But I'm interested. I'm excited she's doing it because I was really concerned about theaters. You know, you and I have talked a couple times. It's like, man, they need to keep Barbie and Oppenheimer, you know, in theaters forever. Right. But Taylor is going to save us. She's going to save these theaters. <laughs> Thank you, Taylor. I really, I, I, I'm very excited about that. I'm joking, but. You know, we talked about this with uh, with our Patreon cousin Blake, and uh, man, he said it. I think she's going to be the biggest superstar of our lifetime. No, she could she's be. She's headed that way. Yeah, she she's headed that way. Yeah, she yeah. she ended, she definitely could be. Uh, she's just got such a huge following. I mean, look. Yeah. I haven't looked at her, her stuff since she first got started when she was actually doing country music and it was played on country stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people who love her, they, I mean, they absolutely they love, love her. her. I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal just how much they love her. So, um, yeah. what else you got? Anything else? The last thing, uh, a show that I hate watch because it's so bizarre and it drives me crazy because it should be fantastic. And it's not, it's just okay. The morning show, I've never the, seen it. I've thought about watching it. I've never seen it. Yeah, the next season comes out, I think, next week. Uh, it is a show that should be just... Yeah, it's got a great It cast. should be Succession. And they're adding John Hamm. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And now it's just... It is... You have to watch it. It is just a crazy show up and down, but I hate watching it. I can't stop watching <laughs> it because I'm just like, what are they going to do now? But yeah. The morning show, September the 13th. Uh, all right, so I've got two. They're actually been out for a while, but they're now coming to video on demand, and I uh, just got to sit down and buy them one of these days. Uh, first one is Barbie is coming to video on demand. I think this coming weekend, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, that's correct. So look, it's still not on HBO. It's not on Max. I keep I keep doing the HBO thing. It's going to eventually make its way to Max. I do want to watch it. Uh, it's just if I'm I'm just having to ask myself, if I want to go ahead and dish out thirty dollars now, or do I just want to wait till it goes to Max? Because I do want to see it. Uh, you said 
said you saw it. You saw it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, like I said, that's the thing I'm kind of holding up. Like, if I wait just a little bit longer, I can catch it on Max for no more than what I already pay for pay for that subscription. Uh, but I do want to see if it. Your so. whole family is going to watch it. I think my, it's my son is not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. My daughter, yeah. I might convince. Uh, my yeah. my wife does. Now, my wife surprised me a little bit because she said she does want to see this, and then she said she wanted to see uh, Oppenheimer as well. I was like, you want to see Oppenheimer? Really? She's a well. Now that I know what it's about, I was like. What do you think it was about? <laughs> wow. Like, what did you think it was about? I don't about? know. I did, I did, that was an internal thing in my mind that I said to myself. Yeah. I did not voice that, to say the least. But uh, I was like, what did you think it was about? If you did? Because it's about Oppenheimer. Uh, oh, well. But uh, but yeah, I do want to see it. So I'll, I'll probably end up buying it. The other thing that I'm going to get uh, eventually on video on demand, uh, it's one that I've become really excited for because it has been just universally praised uh that is teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem it's eventually coming to paramount but it's on video on demand now and i do plan to buy it i just haven't done it yet and haven't the time because i've been watching fargo and all these other things as well so yeah. uh anything else you want to add appreciate everyone joining us and we will talk to you next time that's right and next time speaking of which if you didn't hear us on our other show where we were covering uh what did we cover previously oh, we justified uh justified. <laughs> it's been a long night uh if, yeah. when uh, if you didn't hear us on that show we will be covering two sh- two things that have been out for a little while uh fargo the first season fargo came out fargo the first season of fargo which is on hulu uh you can catch it there uh we'll be covering it uh we'll be watching uh ryan has already seen yeah we're leading up to season five which will come out in november uh i'm trying to watch them now because in october my recommendations and things i'm looking forward to is going to be slim because i i'm taking over the girls and boys soccer coach i'm coaching the boys and girls soccer team at my school so i'm not gonna have any time (laughs) once uh we get to that point uh but uh i'm trying to watch it now because once we get to that point it's gonna be really difficult too so uh, i've gotten the first season i've got most of season two uh we'll be reviewing the first season of fargo it came out in 2014 you can go catch it on hulu uh we'll probably do the second season of it the week after and then when i get the third and fourth season then we'll, we'll work it in so if you haven't seen fargo go check it out uh it's really good we'll be talking about it and the other thing we're reviewing the other thing we're reviewing is uh transformers rise of the beast which is on paramount plus you can catch it on there if you haven't if you didn't catch it in theater so anything else i will already ask you that so uh i guess that will wrap us up for this week and until next time may all of your entertainment dreams come true